Hey, it's Bob Stoffer. I just wanted to let you know that you can listen to Oilers Now ad-free on Amazon Music, included with Prime. Another day is here, and you're ready for it. What to wear? Check. Breakfast, lunch, and dinner? Check. Planning for what's next and how to save for it? That's where Bank of America can help. For your financial to-dos, Bank of America has experts ready to help get you closer to your goals. Get started at one of our local financial centers or 24-7 in our mobile banking app. Find a location near you at bankofamerica.com slash talk to us. What would you like the power to do? Mobile banking requires downloading the app and is only available for select devices. Message and data rates may apply. Bank of America and a member FDSE. We return to Oilers Now with Bob Stoffer. Brought to you by World of Spas, Edmonton's number one hot tub and swim spa dealer. The ideal place to start your daily vacation on Oilers Radio. 630 Chad. Welcome back, everybody. It's 134 in Edmonton. Bob Stoffer joining you from Seattle. The Oilers and the Kraken tonight at 8. The Oilers and the Winnipeg Jets tomorrow at 8 on the Oilers Radio Network. Cam Moon with the call tonight uh, with me and uh, Jack Michaels the call tomorrow. Cars cost less in Wetaskiwin. And Brent Ridge Ford wants to say Happy New Year to everybody out there. Brent Ridge Ford in Wetaskiwin, well known for having an excellent service department. They don't forget about you after you purchase a vehicle. You can call Uncle Milt, Rich, Johnny, and the team at Brent Ridge Ford, 780-352-6048. Brent Ridge Ford is your Ford truck authority on the Auto Mile in Wetaskiwin. And Royal Pizza, pizza, pasta, and so much more. Edmonton owned and operated with over 15 locations in the Edmonton region, now four in Calgary and one in Red Deer. Royal Pizza is still making it great. Go online at royalpizza.ca or download the Royal Pizza app from the App Store. Stop for recommendation at Royal Pizza is the Mediterranean chicken. All right, Edmonton's opponent tonight, the Seattle Kraken. They've taken a big step forward this year. They come in with a record of 18-11-4, though they are just 3-6-1 in their last 10 after going 10-1-1 one one in November. To talk about the Kraken, Dave Tomlinson, who is their radio analyst, also used to do some work on the Cox broadcast. Dave, welcome back to the show. How are you? Well, I'm doing well. Always nice to talk with you and the people in uh, Edmonton and whoever else is listening online. Happy uh, impending New Year. and uh, yeah, Great to talk some hockey, Kraken, Oilers. All right, so tell me about this team this season. Has it been a, a quantum step forward or... You know, how much of it was a ridiculous... I think at one point they were 12-1-1 over a 14-game run, so they were playing some pretty good hockey for a while. What's going on? So the situation for this team just quickly last year, they would generate scoring chances and they could not finish them. And they would typically get down early in hockey games and just couldn't find the offense to get back. They were a hard-working team last season that lacked some guys that uh, knew how to put the puck in the net. So then you look at the addition of Matty Beneers at the end of last season, second overall in, in 21, uh, coming out of the University of Michigan, and he had nine points in his 10 games last year, and you think, okay, pretty good player. He, he comes back this season, and he's been excellent. And then the addition of Andre Burakovsky, a free agent signing, and Oliver Bjorkstrand, who led the Columbus Blue Jackets in goals. So there's 50 goals between Burakovsky and Bjorkstrand added into the lineup and veteran guys that know how to finish. And then Beneers, who's uh, excellent this season, and it bumped everybody else down a line. Those three don't play together, but uh, they're in the top six. And so all of a sudden, 
guys that were playing, you know, third line minutes are now our fourth line, which has been chipping in this season, Tanev, Geeky, and Sprong. So we are finishing those, we the Kraken are finishing those scoring chances, and the goaltending's uh, better than it was last season, thank goodness. Uh, still some areas of improvement for this team, but uh, they forecheck hard. They, they take other teams. Uh, I think they surprise other teams with their speed, and then because of the finish, they usually get ahead. What are they, like 12-2-2 two and two when they score first this season? Yeah, well, and, and obviously much better up front. You know, I've always liked Yanni Gord, strong two-way centerman with bite. Uh, Everly and Schwartz are still there. McCann, who's, uh, again, scoring a bunch of goals. I want to ask you a bit about the defense. The, the stat that surprised me, Adam Larson playing 24 minutes a game. He didn't play that, like, he played around 20 to 21 minutes a game at Edmonton. Um, so how has he uh, handled those minutes playing in concert with Vincent Dunn? Those two have been together for every single shift this season. Uh, they started that way at the tail end of last season. Larson led the team last year in average ice time at 22-17. Led the team in hits. Led the team in block shots. He was Mr. Everything on defense. Uh, his teammates call him uh, the Big Cat. We call him the Big Bear. So we've squished it together. His nickname is Bearcat. And, and he goes up against other teams' top lines. He, As Oilers fans might remember, like he... He likes to hit. He likes to take the body. He likes to be positionally sound. He's uh, in fantastic shape. And he was our most responsible defenseman last season. And he's turned it up a notch this year. And now he's adding a little bit of offense as well. And then the maturation process from Vince Dunn, I think winning a Stanley Cup for him in St. Louis showed you know the commitment it takes in your own zone to win because Dunn was always a guy that was gambling on the 50-50 and trying to go up ice before he had the puck on his stick. And so playing in a, you know, a 1D uh, situation, he now has to be better defensively, which he has been. And so Don Larson, we call them the law firm, Don Larson, back on D, they will take the other team's top line. And, and at least Larson, knowing a little bit about McDavid, might be able to keep him from peppering the score sheet. Uh, the last two years of Edmonton, Adam Larson played 1950 and 1939 per game. And I will tell you this right now. The Edmonton owners have not replaced Adam Larson in their lineup. It's he's it's my favorite simple. player on this Kraken team. When I jump in, because you know what you get from him every single night. He, yeah. He's he, he's ready. He's prepared. Like he, he's one of these guys. A pro's pro. Um, he's doesn't speak a lot, but when you do, he's got important things to say. I love talking with him in the mornings because uh, the, the conversation go everywhere. We were talking last game about, you know, well, he went on vacation in, in the fjords of Northern Ireland and you know, the top of uh, Sweden, you know, plunging into the lakes up there. Like, he, he's, uh, he's an interesting guy, but when the game starts, he, you know, his smile disappears and he's ready to battle. Yeah, well, and you know, and again, a uh, little bit of bad luck for Oilers fans, but unfortunately, Adam lost his dad in Edmonton at, at the end of a 30, as you know the story, after a 30-day travel trip from Sweden into Edmonton and uh, uh, decided to move on. And, and the Oilers, the con losing Clefbaum and Larson, that's, you know, two of, uh, with, with Darnell Oilers was two-thirds of Edmonton's, you know, uh, D that they, they they had and it's been very difficult for the team to replace it in an area of considerable weakness. All right, last year, speaking of considerable weakness, goaltending. Uh, what I find interesting is is you you telling me you believe it's improved. They're 28th in the league currently. R Seattle in save percentage at 886. Uh, 
That's it, 18th in the league in goals against, so we're way up there. Is this just a byproduct of the team having a deeper, better group of forwards up front and being more staunch defensively? Because I look at the save percentage, Dave, and I'm thinking to myself, that's got to improve between Martin Jones and Philip Grubauer. Yeah, we haven't had uh, consistent goaltending that uh, has an above nine save percentage. And so that the thing is the Kraken do a very good job of uh, reducing shots on net. But when they give up scoring chances, they're, they're beauties. Uh, so uh, the goaltender is, uh, you know, under a little bit of duress if there's passes uh, across the front of the net because uh, the goaltending and especially Martin Jones, uh, you know, they stay in their position to take the shot. And if it's a backdoor play and nobody's uh, picking up the guy that they should, then uh, they're going to be in trouble. There are a lot of those goals last year, less so this season. Uh, when Grubauer was injured, he missed 13 games. Martin Jones came in. He was spectacular. Um, he was now like 11-2-2 and two in his last 16, Jones is. But probably Grubauer tonight. He's been... Um, he hasn't been getting the wins, but he's been making all the saves necessary. The Kraken team just hasn't been able to put away uh, teams in the last couple of games. They should have beaten Calgary. They didn't. Uh, they were better in Vancouver before the break, but, you know, gave it up at the tail end. And then the Canucks uh, took the full uh, two points to Kraken losing the shootout. But Grubauer, new goalie coach, and Steve Breer, okay, came from Toronto. Uh, yep. He's been working with both the goaltenders to find a middle ground. As Martin Jones likes to play deep, kind of like the old Felix Podvan, and, and Grubauer likes to challenge, or used to like to challenge too much and couldn't get across. So he's found like a happy medium for both of them. And when one starts doing well playing that way, the other realizes, hey, that's the way to go. So Grubauer has been uh, better with his depth. He's been bigger for longer rather than trying to get low until he can push across. And it's tough to say when you look at those save percentages, but goaltending hasn't been our issue. Uh, you look at our penalty killing, it's abysmal. And uh, face-offs, we never start with a puck. So a lot of energy goes into a cracking game to get a win. Yeah, Kraken 31st in the league in face-offs at 45.4, 31st in the league in penalty killing at 69.2. If you listen to our broadcast, people say I bring it up too much, and it's a concern for me because Edmonton's dropped about 4% as a team here over uh, since the first 10 games of the year. They've gone from 53 down to 49.6% in the face-off circle. All right, got to ask you about Shane Wright. Uh, been watching him with Team Canada. We just had Tyler Wright on, uh, who obviously... Uh, you know, went to the World Juniors twice. He's the Oilers' head scout. Uh, Bedard's overshadowed everybody. Wright's been good. Yes. Oh, yeah. But not necessarily explosive yet. Maybe not even as good as he was in the U18s a couple of years ago. Let me ask you this. Is it a possibility that he ends up in the OHL when uh, the World Juniors are over, or do you expect him back with this cracking uh, team in Seattle? I think there's an outside chance he, he could finish up uh, in juniors. Uh, the thing that's happened with him is not getting consistent uh, reps in the lineup, so he's a healthy scratch for a lot. Sent him down to on a two-week conditioning assignment, uh, and he played well. Uh, and then he came back to Seattle and scored his first goal in his first game back, and then he got loaned to, loaned to the juniors. So... You know, the progression is there. Here's the thing for me about Shane Wright. Like, his game isn't fancy, and it's not pretty. Uh, he's got great hockey sense. He's got an NHL shot. And, you know, I think that his um, his hockey brain is there. His feet just have to keep moving to, to, to play against men when he gets leaned on. And so with the Kraken being, I think, 
higher in the standing than I think they thought they would be at this time. There wasn't the chance to bring him along, so to speak. And it'll be interesting to see where the Alcracken are once this World Juniors finishes because uh, the thought was have Shane right up with the big club all season long. He can learn. But when you're not playing, uh, you're, you're not getting the best out of yourself. So uh, it's an open uh, question. I do know that uh, you know there's no knock on Shane Wright other than he just needs to play more games uh, against men to know what that's like every single night. Yeah, well, it's uh, it should be interesting. Dave, much appreciated. Thanks for joining us here on Oilers Now. Love it. Anytime. Uh, you know, I've got some roots uh, in Edmonton with my uh, grandparents. They've both since passed, but uh, long-time uh, members of the community there, the Shinowskis, and I still have some family there, so always love talking with you. And you know the and we 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 almost went the whole interview without bringing it up, but I played against the other Dave Tomlinson, uh, growing up as Shopper. a kid. He was, yes, and of course there was a brilliant piece once written, a curious case of Dave Tomlinson, and you guys having the same career, goals, assists, and uh, games played total, I think plus minus, and even penalty minutes. It was just bizarro. Uh, he played in the WHL. He was a little bit bigger than you, but because uh, uh, we've got people. T- is that the Tomlinson that played for the Brandon Wheat Kings? I'm like, no, no, this this is the one. No, that no, played. this you- is the Richmond Sockeyes Tomlinson who won a Centennial Cup. Come on, people, let's go here. There we go. Four years at BU as well. You played with some pretty good players right. are right Play oh we had a stacked team uh tony amonti sean mckechran keith kachuk peter ohola scott lachance uh ed ronan i'm going, going down the list now but um uh we 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 went to the final four our junior year and then we lost <clears throat> my senior year in triple overtime to northern michigan and you played with uh, doug friedman was on that team wasn't he he did, yes. Yeah, Dougie. He, he was, he got, uh, a I think years he younger. got about 16 games with the Oilers in the late 90s. So, Yeah, yeah. yeah. And Alex Legault was a, a, high, a high pick for the Calgary Flames. For those who remember, we we had a, we should have won that uh, national championship. Uh, we hit the, McEachern hit the post and it went across the line, hit the other post in double overtime. And then they come down and ring it off the crossbar next shift. And then we go to triple overtime. And Daryl Plandowski scores wow. in triple OT for the Northern Michigan Wildcats. There you go. Awesome stuff. Thanks for your time. Yeah, you bet. 147 in Edmonton. Have we got a doozy of this day in Oilers history? It is one of the greatest moments in club history and arguably the greatest record that Wayne Gretzky has. And he still has 60 records. 148 in Edmonton. You're listening to Oilers now. Now podcast available on Apple Podcasts, Google Podcasts, or wherever you find your podcast. Oilers now with Bob Stopper on six thirty. Chad Oilers in the Seattle Kraken tonight. Uh, Oilers had an optional today. Stuart Skinner didn't take shots. That's a sign that he might start. He's eleven nine and one at two point eight one goals against average, nine sixteen save percentage. The Oilers rolled with Nurse and CC Kulak and Barry and Nima Linen and Bouchard against the uh, Calgary Flames the other night. Uh, they had McDavid up front with Hyman and Poliarvi. McDavid uh, with 15 goals, 32 points in his last 16 games. Uh, Leon Drysaddle was centering Fogel and Yamamoto. 
Uh, Leon has not been at practice uh, the last couple of days. Um, RNH with Costin and Yanmark, and McLeod was with Holloway and Ryan. If uh, Drysidle can't go, McLeod will play with Fogel and Yamamoto. They had Hamlin, Holloway, and Ryan together uh, the other day at practice. Seattle, we expect Philip Grubauer in goal. Uh, their top two pairings are Dunn and Larson and Alexiak and Justin Schultz, a pair of former Oilers there. Uh, Beniers with McCann and Everly. Wenberg with Schwartz and Burakovsky. Gord with Donato and Bjorkstrand. Um, Seattle's sixth in the league in goals for 30 boards on uh, 31st in the PK, 31st on faceoffs. The Oilers fourth in goals for and first in the league on the power play. Edmonton plays Winnipeg tomorrow. Here we go. The Jets have seven players out. Uh, Ehlers has got a hernia issue, groin injury for Blake Wheeler, wrist injury for Mason Appleton, upper body injury for Perfetti. Schmidt is out, upper body injury four to six weeks. Logan Stanley, upper body or lower body issue, and upper body uh, for Minolainen, Saku Minolainen. Uh, their top two lines uh, last night in their 4-2 uh, victory over Vancouver. Dubois with Connor and Sam Gagne, who played his 1,000th NHL game. Shifley was with Lowry, who's traditionally their third-line center, and Carson Coleman. They had Stenlin with Morgan Barron, who came over in the Andrew Kopp trade, and Axel, uh, Axel Janssen uh, Fallsby, and then Gustafson with uh, Esamont and Harkins. Their bottom six forwards have a total of... Uh, Let's see, nine, no, what's that? Five, eight, 11, 13 goals. So they're hurting for certain a bit similar spots. Uh, Morrissey's having an unbelievable year in the back end. He's got 42 points this year. It's a career high for him. He'll be with DeMello, and uh, they've got Sandberg and Pionk together, uh, Dylan and Vinny Hanola, and Connor Hellebuck is back. He's 17, 9, and 1, and 2.37 goals against average, 9.26 save percentage. So that is our second game day lineup report for McGuire Financial on today's show. We go at 153 at Edmonton into this day in Oilers history for New West travel. Travel to California this April to see the Oilers play the Kings and the Ducks. You can visit newwesttravel.com for more information. It's going to be a kicker. And for this day in Oilers history, we're going back 41 years ago today. Hit it, Derek Scott. To the coffee, his quick shot, wide of the net. I was in grade 10 that year going to Harry Ainley Composite High School. That game was on a Wednesday night. You can look it up. On this date, 1981, Wayne Gretzky scored five goals. We were playing ball hockey and raced inside. We were listening to Rod Phillips. I would later do color with Rod Phillips. Listen to Rod call the game on radio. We couldn't come up with the uh, audio uh, recap from Rod. The voice you heard was Tim Dancy, who passed away a few years ago. He was the Oilers television voice on ITV for a few years before... Uh, uh, going off to Saskatchewan. He actually did some work on 630 Ched in the late 2000s, early 2010s. Tim is no longer with us. Don Sherry is doing the color in that game tonight. Wayne Gretzky, five goals against the Flyers to reach the 50-goal mark in just his 39th game. He actually had scored four goals the game before. Wayne has said, said in an interview 
uh, in 2017 that that would be the hardest of his 60 or so NHL records to break, 50 goals in 39 games. To put things in perspective, Connor McDavid leads the NHL with 31 goals right now in 36 games, and he is having a hell of a year. That's, uh, again, the Stan Oilers history for New West Travel. we got a roadie to Cali. Those are some of the best for people. It's going to take place in April. And uh, you can reach out to newwesttravel.com for more information. Tonight, 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 Reed Wilkins will begin the face-off show with myself and Rob Brown and Cam Moon. Cast of thousands at 6 p.m. Puck drop is at 8 p.m. Cam's got the call tonight. Jack is on the call tomorrow night. Pre-game show at 6.30. Puck drop at 8 p.m. Uh, coming up, uh, 2 to 3, Rob Breckenridge. Uh, but at this time, we will head off to a global news weather traffic update with Eileen Bell. Special thanks to Derek Scott. Uh, Monday will be a best of show. Orders now live show will return on Tuesday, which is rather ironic because it might be the orders and the cracking again. So long, everybody from Orders now.